Previously on the Fable Forge. Hello, Pickles. Hello. My name's Coriander. You smell like someone I know. Right, you know my mother Daisy, or Aviana. And the city's gonna fall one way or the other. So there's no way that we can replenish the energy reserves. This is a one-time sort of technology. Before you is a very is the biggest room you've been in so far. It is cavernous. Torin. Coriander. We could still leave. I don't have any of those inclinations. I have no sense of smell. But I know that Oasis is a very good fortress. I don't know. Right. But I can't go back and not do this. This is too big. And all of a sudden, Evie is in your line of sight. What in all the hells are you doing here? Get away from him. And she points to Torin. He's just serving some weird fairy person. That fairy serves someone who is truly and welly evil. We'd like to speak with Oasis. What do I call you? My name is Oasis. Is your heart ready to be warmed by friendship? Is your mind ready to be intrigued by mystery? Is your body ready to be awed by magic? Then you're ready for The Fable Forge. to Aviana. Aviana was one of mine. She is safe above. Well, here's the thing. Apparently, you've been holding up this place for at, at least a while. I'm not sure how long. I think it's falling. Do you know that? Silence. Hey, could you keep the city from falling, please? There's silence. Evie pipes up and is like, I don't think she understands what you're talking about. Are you okay? How's your tummy? Do you need anything? Are you broken in some way? Do you need help? From me, emotionally, spiritually, physically. Now she's not answering because Elisa's <laughs> laughing. I'm a computer. I require nothing. Torin, you have any ideas? Corey, Corey uh, let's say Corey turns around from Oasis and holds up his hands. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? What am I supposed to do? Like, I'm like looking at Pickles, and Pickles is like, <laughs> and Evie's just standing there with this look He's on like, her face, uh-huh. like I am really resisting saying. I told you so, because mm. um, she told you so. Oh, Oasis, uh, can you tell us what do you see in the city above? What's happening? There are four light signatures in the city above. 
know. That's not very many. How stable would you say the, uh, the city is? I am not equipped to answer that question. What? Why not? Oasis, do you know any fancier computers that might be? I'm not equipped to answer that, that question. Ugh. This is like playing a text adventure in 1980. It is a very old computer, <laughs> to be fair. Use lamp. How can you... How can you not be equipped to... I mean, you... I'm a spaceship, not an Earth ship. <clears throat> hey, pardon. Alright, there's a lot to learn here. Spaceship. Uh, I... You're from space, I'm from space. We understand each other. How old is my mom? Aviana, how old is Aviana? Passenger records are sealed. You do not have the authority to access this information. Ugh. Torin, I hate computers. I, I, I just only learned just learned about what a computer, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with yeah. you. You know what? Yeah. I think we're going to be the first Luddites. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> Neither but do I, but I've I found it. It has a ring to based it. Based upon hating computers. And because right now I'm done. I don't know what Pickles is doing over there with his little dragon hands. But you know what? It can't be good because this sucks. I'm trying to get Mihi installed. Great. That's, that's a good. Yeah. yeah keep you know, doing that. Uh, all right. I, I guess I should come down a little bit. Mihi's pretty cool. Me? Yes, but. Mm. I don't know enough to have a debate over whether she's a computer or not. She's a computer. Mm. I don't. <laughs> that's a good, she's a pretty that's okay a good computer. <laughs> our rudimentary uh, of knowing two computers. Yeah. <laughs> one of them is our friend, and the other one is an annoying god. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good statistic. I mean, yeah. What do you? Fifty percent of computers are evil. We know that the trouble is because she's running out of energy, right? Right. We've so, confirmed that. That's happening. Right. So Oasis. What are your energy levels at right now? 22%. How long will you be able to uh, continue functioning at this rate? Less than 100 days. Will that impact your ability to do whatever it is you were made to do? My primary mission statement was to deliver the passengers of, of the Oasis to safety. This mission has, 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 has been accomplished. Even if it's no longer safe in safety? <laughs> I think we're getting at it, Yes, but you <laughs> it's, know... It's a bit of a clumsy phrase. I don't think we're going to get anywhere. Okay, hold on. What, what if... Hmm... Torin, do you think deception checks work on computers? You're asking me if we can lie to yes. a computer. Yes, we're the computer experts in the room now. We've I decided. Mean, you know what? There's one way to find out. That's <laughs> oh, a good point. My God. I will deception. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. Tell me I mean, your lie. I don't. Oh. I'm better at lying. Oh, than that's you. true. Okay. I whisper the lie into Torin's beautiful total ear. Um, I just want to say while you guys are doing your little weird hearty voice, whatever this is, uh -huh. Evie rolls her eyes and walks back to where Pickles is working cool, and right. gets to work as well. Wonderful. Yeah. Sure. Cool. <laughs> Not that this isn't. Um, no, I, it's great. I want to convince. 
Oasis that the definition of delivery includes the complete settlement of the people above and their safety to wherever they need to go after this or something. Like, the okay. delivery hasn't happened yet because sure. a, it's a big process, you know? Okay, a, yeah. You're going to argue technicalities with a Vulcan? Yeah. Is that yeah. what you're about to do? Uh, it's, it's the only shot we've got. Yeah. Even if we convince her to to save the city, I don't think she can unless we identify another power source, which is where your sister mm-hmm. comes in, the baby. Right. Um, right. I mean, you understand the computers, yes. Pa- well, I was going to say the power of the natural world. Oh, that's also true. Roll deception to flatter Coriander. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't need the DC on that roll. It's very low. <laughs> Is there a way that we could uh, hook up Oasis to the ley lines or whatever the powers that are in this world are? Let's ask, Oasis, what do you eat? From where do you draw your power? (laughs) Do you want a block of cheese? (laughs) I brought a lot of rations and wine. I have cheese and wine. That's actually all I have. I'm very dehydrated. (laughs) Please help me. (laughs) I'm running on 22%. I haven't pooped in a year. (laughs) Oasis, please say something. I'm dying out here, Oasis. David. What? Wait, Oasis talks to David. All right, yeah. Fourth wall broken. Yes, Oasis. I draw my power from my core. Oh, right. And that's damaged. No. Oh, it's just running out. I'm very old. Oh, I see. Me also not. Not me. I'm very young. My core is very full. Congratulations. Is there any way we can put more energy into your core. I do not know. Shit. Oasis, are you... Are you tired of living? Whoa! (laughs) Living is irrelevant. I'm not alive. I'm a computer. See, computers are bad. Are you satisfied with what you've done? Certainly, the mission has been completed. Do you feel good? I do not feel anything at at all. I am a computer. Damn. Oasis, thank you for your time and your service. Even though I have just learned of it a short time ago, I realized that you were fundamental to uh, both of our lives in ways that we could never have imagined. So thank you for that. You're very welcome. Yes, uh, you know, I'll see you later. How about that? I, I, I highly doubt it. Wait, one more thing. <laughs> and I do whatever I do when I manipulate the charge, uh-huh. like put my energy out or something. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not sure what it is. Like open sure. myself up to the manipulation of the charge or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's just an intuition thing. But like I try to do that to Oasis and see if it like tickles or anything. Yeah, she sends she sends back a little pulse. <gasps> oh. I keep that to myself. Corey treasures that memory in his heart. <laughs> 
we both go, okay, cool. It's becoming very obvious to us that the computer is not a person. Right. Which is something we're not like accustomed to. Like, yeah. It's hard to get into that character of a person that has never seen a computer before interacting with a computer and trying to treat it like a person and then realizing that it's not and being like, okay, bye. Nor is it a deity. It's something thing. else. Like, yeah. It's right. not a God. It's like an illusion. Yeah. It's like maybe the best way that Corey can think about it. It's like, we've seen illusion magic before. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know how much yeah. adventuring we've done, but we've probably seen somebody do an illusion. It's kind of yeah. like that, where it, it has a limited amount of responses. You know, not only does it uh, does it seem like Oasis is not going to be much help, but no. I she's lived who knows how long. I can't help but feel like if she's happy, if she's ready to go, who are we to stand in the way of that? Well, I'm going to go. I'm, here's Here's the... This is my limb tour, and I'm going right, out on all it. Right. I'll watch. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's very sturdy. Uh, who are we to say that Oasis should be dead or whatever? Our home is up there. So it's all well and good to say, yes, Oasis is ready to be done. All things die. It's fine. It's a computer anyway. So I'm not, cards on the table, not worried about Oasis anymore. Right. I was kind of, a, I was concerned that we were going to be uh, potentially killing something that exists. Right. And I feel like one, as we have both agreed upon and will forever believe computers are bad, two, this computer does not care and wants to die even. So, right. you know, it's not, that's not what I'm worried about. What I'd like is for our home up there, Koi points straight up, Right. He doesn't actually know where he is, but he assumes it's straight up. Can stay the way it is, and we can move back into it. There's so much there that means a lot to me, and I assume to you as well, that I don't want to just completely uproot and go to Nomad, who we've been at war with, and... Nowhere will be the same as Oasis ever was. Nowhere can be. But I'm all for dumb, like, just racing ahead... Hell, I I sold my soul, I think. I I made a very yeah shady deal. I was told that I would be given the power to save my city right. if I came down here. But I, I can I can make fleas. It's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's terrifying and awesome. Right, but but what can we do? I feel like the answer is nothing, which is terribly frustrating yeah pickles is trying something pickles is trying something we led him here we did that we did that and maybe maybe that's what we do but i mean there are life forms up above so i feel like mm. we need to save them or maybe figure out who At they least are warn them yeah yes that's important i am not in any way okay with leaving harry down here no that is an unacceptable no. thing and we are not doing it. No, that is not anything that we are doing. We've given up on Oasis. On convincing Oasis to do anything for us. It's a lost cause. We don't have the time. Right. If anyone's going to be able to do anything, it's probably Pickles. The only idea we have is using Hari to combat the the energy loss. And is it worth it to sacrifice the life of a person just to I mean, as I said back in episode five, <laughs> yeah, we can move. 
Guys, we all remember episode five? Hey, episode yeah. five. I'm going to turn and Felix, can you come here for a second? Yeah, I'm, I'm on your shoulder. Hi. <laughs> hey. I was going to ask Hi. what he was doing, if not on your shoulder. I, I assumed like, he was with Stick Boy. Oh, sure. Yeah, they do love to get along. Felix, you know more about my pack than I do. Do you know, do I have an option here? I mean, I've done what I was asked to do. I've come down here. I brought a true hold down here. I, I don't have any idea. You should probably summon what's his nuts, Axel, and ask him. I, I'm, I'm just a familiar. I don't know. All right, Corey. Yes? Do you think I should? Should, should what? Sorry, I hate when Felix talks. I wasn't listening. Hey, hey, Corey, fuck you. Yes. Oh, sorry. What, was that? I think I heard a fart. Is that you, Torin? I think you fart. Should I summon Axel? Uh, for what purpose? To see if he has any thoughts about the energy loss problem. Because if we, even if we put Mihi in and can't combat the energy loss, we're not, we can't, that's not going to help anything. You know what, Torin? You're a good person, I think. Thank you. (laughs) I haven't known you very long, but... From what I've come to learn, you seem like you're you're a bit anxious, and your heart is very strong, and you seem to have some very firm convictions, and you're also very big, and I like that about you. If you think it's a good idea to summon Axel, I trust you. You've at least made good decisions in the realm of, I think you're doing them for the right reason. I don't know if you've made them with the best judgment, but you know what? You're showing progress because you asked me whether or not you should do the evil demon thing. Unlike the first time in which you just sort of went into a contract and said, yeah, sure, no, I don't need to see see the rules at all. (laughs) Yeah, sure, or let me sign this contract. Yes, please. I'm Torin. Is that how you sound? I don't remember. All that to say, Torin, I think you're going to... I think... It, why not? What could it hurt? Felix, I... I don't know if this is going to be the last time that we see each other, being this is the fulfillment of my contract and all, but I... I apologize for being an asshole. I was an asshole. I still am. And I just want you to know that I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's fine. I don't believe you, but... Well, that's... (laughs) Fair enough. laying it down. But apology accepted, I guess. Actions speak louder than words. Hi, welcome to the middle of the program, the commercial break for our non-commercials. You've made it to the 13th episode, which is our finale for the first season. You've traveled with us this far, and frankly, it's astonishing, and you should be given an award. I am awarding you Faithful Listener Award of the Year. You can take that to to the bank. If you are a Patreon and you pledged at a level to submit a magical item, we are currently caught up on our recording schedule. So now would be a really good time to send those in to me so that I can get them on the show. Probably the best way to do that would be thefableforge at gmail.com. And that comes directly to me. Speaking of Patreon, I would like to thank our newest donor, Sarah, for her donation. 
I am leaving tomorrow for Dragon Con down in Atlanta, which is a giant nerd convention. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm going to post a bunch of pictures up there. You want to see the cosplay scene, kind of what the whole thing's about. Come with me on this little journey I'm going on. It would be great to have you. The Twitter is The Fable Forge. And I follow back because I don't know how Twitter works. And you're all great. So if you follow, I'll follow you back. We'll return in season two, starting in two weeks, with our same cast of characters, including Lauren, who is our new cast member. She will be joining as a half-orc named Oriak, who I am not going to tell you anything more about, because he does a pretty good job of introducing himself. So yeah, that's it for, for the middle of this finale episode. I hope that you join us for season two, and thank you so much for your faithful listening through season one. We'll see you on the other side. Well, Axel, I have uh, upheld my end of the bargain, and I'm looking to you to fulfill your end. Instead of the sound that you normally associate with Axel showing up the two times, I guess, he's shown up before, there's a low, quiet hissing sound, and Uh-oh. a uh. dark fog begins to materialize. It takes, a, it takes a vaguely human shape. That's not normal. And out of this fog, as it solidifies and turns dark, comes a bone-white mask with wide, big holes for eyes and red lights that shine deep within them. And it has a big demonic grin, like a skull. It looks like a, the face of a, of a skull of something you've never seen before. And it says, Hello, Torin. Uh, hello. Torin, is this what Axel always looked like? No, this seems pretty weird. Things have sort of stopped around you, okay. you've noticed. Everything's gone quiet. Evie didn't turn. At the sound of a voice, oh. the the panels and the beeping and all the weird nonsense that's been going on in this room has fallen silent. Oh no! So, and I'm a part of you are a part this, of this like bubble yep. that's yep. happening now. It's like me, Torin, and a skeleton, and this thing, <laughs> and a big skeleton face. It's, yeah, big skeleton face, cool. cloaked in moving fog. Awesome! That's great. You're you're not Axel. Observant as ever. Perception is my dump skill. Yeah, lay off. Torin, remember when I said, what could it hurt? Like, you know, a minute ago? I'm so sorry. This is not good. I try to turn around and, like, walk away from it towards Evie. Can I? No. Shit. Can I move? Not well. Oh, no. This is not good. I'm stuck in a weird, like, oily dream. But hang on now. I did talk to... Axel about his boss. Are you the one that Axel serves? Oh, yes. The longer you stand in its presence, the more sort of encompassing the fear becomes. It's like standing in a nightmare. Cool. And you can't move and you can't... It doesn't... It's not making any movement toward you. Um, It seems utterly, utterly indifferent. Can I, like try to draw an arrow and like shoot it but every arrow is just like smoke or something because that's what Corey would try to do sure 
If you want it to turn to smoke, that's fine. I, I would care. say that probably what happens is you reach back for an arrow and your hand will not grip the arrow. It just won't grip. My hand's just stuck. You can put your arm back down, but you can't. It is uh, that I am not being allowed right. to grip the arrow. Right. Yikes. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so that's what happens. I, I reach back. I can't. Right. And I just like, I put my hand back down. I reach back again. I can't. <laughs> like, right. I try to sneak up on it. I can't do it. And that makes Corey very, very afraid. And I look at Corey, see him trying to do the thing. Corey shakes his head with big, big eyes. He's like, "Mm -mm, nope, this is not fun. Corey's not having fun. raise a joint to my (laughs) lips. My hands are shaking. But I try to steady myself for a second. And then I say, I've done my end of the bargain. I came down here. I brought a true hold. Saved my city. I gave you the power to save your city. What you did with that power was up to you. I am not responsible for saving the city. You took that responsibility upon yourself. Clearly, I am not... The powers I was given, they're not operating at a city-saving level. You have a lot of courage or stupidity to come to me and complain about the gifts that you've been given. If you no longer want them, they can be taken from you. The contracts can be null and void. But you do not give me orders. Should have read the fine print, my dude, says the terrifying (laughs) skull mask. And then it winks. (laughs) Oh, wink. What do you want? I'm very busy. What do you want out of this contract? I wanted you to find the core for me, and you've done so. So I imagine you're going to try and take it now? Well, there's no try about it. And if I... If I keep the power, what happens? Much like your pretty little priestess said, I'll use you to spy on everyone you love and find the rest of the cores. Then take it back. Felix is tired of me anyway. And we're tired of Felix. Oh, no, you're keeping Felix. God, Torin, I hate this boss you have. Please get out of this contract as quickly as possible. Uh, He ripples the, the fog that had sort of settled. It ripples and moves around you and moves through you and all that you see is that mask and it gets closer and closer and closer and closer and and you feel numb and cold and then it pulls back and says the contract is void. Alright. Well, thank you for choosing Torin's courier service. Please never patronize me again. I don't know that you are going to have a choice. Once I'm taking over this planet, you'll all serve me anyway. Torin just looks and says, why why do you want to do this? Why do you want to control the planet? Because I know what's best. And he vanishes. And the spell's broken. And you can move again. Everything kind of comes back, comes back to life, so to speak. Corey takes an arrow and shoots it at where the thing was. <laughs> and Evie turns around and is like, what the? Why did you do that? Corey's like kind of shaking. And he's like, well, uh, it was sort of a reflex. I, uh, I, heard, I heard a noise. It's, it's fine. It, keep doing your computers. 
all right. It's okay. It's fine. Um, I'm okay. Tora and hey, I just had a revelation. Hey, does someone want to roll a perception check for me? That's a 20. You see a shadow moving near the ladder, and it is moving swiftly towards Evie. I, I yell, Evie! And then I put out my hand and belatedly realize that you got nothing. nothing is going to happen. So the shadow comes up on Evie and a figure emerges wearing all red, a red, red tunic, red breeches and black boots and stabs Evie Truehold in the side. She collapses without a word and Pickles turns and screams, which is probably pretty terrifying. Yes. I don't think a dragon screaming is probably a lot of fun. No, probably not. Probably not. Evie hits the floor and the figure turns and looks at you. Um, she's a dark-haired, elven, high-elven woman, and she smiles wickedly. Oh, a bad guy. Takes two steps and seems to vanish again. Roll initiative, please. Okay. Uh, okay. Corey's initiative is 19. I got a nine. Can you both roll quick perception checks? No, knowledge. If you can figure out from her uniform and the context of this situation... Okay, so that would be a knowledge history, yeah. Yeah, knowledge history, that works. 15. 12. She is a member of the Red Dragon Squad. Not them. She's actually wearing a cape, and on the inside of the black cape, there is a dragon. Whoa. Like an embroidered dragon. So as she runs, there's like a flash of a dragon. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. (laughs) I mean, evil and bad. Evil and bad. So she disappears and she reappears and she's standing directly next to you. She looks you in the eye and she smiles that wicked smile again. And her hand comes up faster than you can, can really register it. And she must have something metal on her fist because she backhands you across the temple and she does 13 points of damage. Yikes. Ow. My temple is disabled. You should roll a constitution saving throw. To what? See if you go down. I got a nine. Yeah, so you're stunned and you you drop and she shadow steps again and disappears. The last thing that I say before I go unconscious as I, as the world is going black is like, oh my god, that's such a cool cape. <laughs> Holy shit, that cape's so awesome. Oh, that cape. And Pickles recovers long enough to yell, that's, that's, she's one of the Red Dragon Squad. She works for Hathor. She, she's trying to get the core. You have to stop her. And it's Torin's turn. How? And I just sort of check for the core, back up and just put my body in front of it because I look over and my maul is against the wall, you know, probably 20 feet away from me. And ready myself to hit somebody, like tackle someone who is trying to get at the core. Okay, so you're readying in action. Yeah. Okay, so you're standing there and you're actually facing the ladder that this elven woman appeared at the at the bottom of. Yep. And another figure comes down the, uh, the ladder and it appears to be a large half-orc who is wearing armor that you would maybe not recognize. Well, I guess you could roll and see if you want to do, uh, do a religion check. I got a nine. They don't look like bad guy colors. <laughs> yeah, that's good. He looks around and takes stock takes stock of the situation and moves immediately toward Evie. What are you what are you doing? Sister Everett! What the who who are you? What the hell is this place? And I just completely ignore you 
and go to check and see how Evie is doing. Oh, great. Another one. Oh, geez. All right. Well, uh, we're back to the top of the order. It's my turn? (laughs) No, it's our red dragon squad friend. She rematerializes, and does that mean that you get to try to tackle her? Uh, yes. If she's in front of me, then I get to... She's, uh, to the side of you. But is she trying to get at the core? Nope, she's trying to stab you. I don't know how readied actions work, so maybe you should explain to me... So if I ready an action, I forego my action on my turn, and then I use my reaction in order to carry out that action? Sure. I'm going to try to strike her with my claws. So I got a 19 to hit. Yeah, you that hits. I deal four damage. Nice. So like, yeah, take that, boss. Where do you aim for? Because this will come back to haunt you, I assure yeah. you. So I would like to know uh, where you yeah, scratch I'm, her. I'm definitely just going for the face. Okay. If I can get a good one across her eyes. So you catch her across the cheek. Two of your claws leave a pretty nasty maybe like an inch long pair of scratches across her cheekbone. She screams in rage in your face. It is not, ow, 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 I'm hurt. It's how fucking dare you scream. And she's going to stab you in the soft spot where your shell has a little gap there on your side. Stab you in the gap. Stab you in the gap. Yeah, she rolled a 20. Oh, yeah, like yeah, a critical like hit. Like a crit. Like That's a crit. Very, it's very appropriate. A crit All hit. right. So she does 13 points of damage. <laughs> I would say as an extra little fuck you, pulls her dagger out and gives you a cut across your cheekbone. Okay. Is she nasty? And now our new character. What are you up to? It's your turn. He is at Evie's side, and he is going to cast Sanctuary on her. Mm -hmm. So it creates this shimmering bubble over her uh, in order to protect her from all those who wish to harm her. And if she's targeted then the creature has to make a wisdom saving throw or have to attack someone else. And then he will draw his glaive and get in like a defensive stance next to her and say, you want some of this? Just try me. She pauses and turns and looks at you. Come on, you coward or something. I wish Corey was awake. He'd love this. (laughs) You don't look so tough. She smiles at you again. And there's blood running down her face. And I grip my glaive tighter. She gives Torin a kick to get him out of her way. It's like playing shuffleboard. We're sort of going to collapse the uh, the initiative. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, she opens up the hatch and removes the core and the lights immediately dim. What is that thing? What are you doing with it? And alarms begin to blare. What the fuck is this? <laughs> and a voice says... 10 minutes until system failure. Please evacuate. 10 minutes until system failure. Please evacuate. I don't know what the fuck this system is, but I know what evacuate means. We gotta get out of here. The woman laughs at your yelling and shadow steps and it's gone. Shit. Oh, just like disappears. She's gone. Nice. What does it look like? It's sort of like someone stepping behind a curtain. She vanishes like she is stepping between uh, into the, a fold in reality. Huh. I'm going to look at this new person. You got, you okay. You're good. 
Obviously. I'm going to stump over to uh, to Corey. Um, yes, get me. Corey, everything's fucked. We got to get up. Wake up. Corey, wake up. I'm going to walk over and slap Corey <laughs> to wake you up. That is Corey's love language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's say Corey wakes up. That'll wake him up. He only took 13 damage. He's fine. He's not going to die. Oh, what? To, uh, mm. You see this huge lumbering half orc, five foot ten, three hundred pounds, middle aged yes. man, played yes. by Tony Sirico <laughs> of The Sopranos. Oh yes! And oh, he looks you in the face and says, "Can you climb a ladder, boy?" Corey checks his character sheet. Yeah, yes. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm sure I can. Uh, he- hello, it's nice to meet you. Um, then get up. We, uh, there's, there's no time for pleasantries. Why are there three of you? There aren't. Oh, you need to get up right now. Come on. Are you a computer also? I'm sorry. I'm having a very hard day. I don't know what you're talking Torin, about. what's happening? Corey, we gotta go. Okay, help me. I grab, I just grab Aww. like the front of your shirt, pick you up. <laughs> Pickle says, I got, I got me heat. Um, someone needs to grab this baby. Let's make a carrying chain. I've got the baby. I'll take the baby. Give me that baby. Before you do that, oh, I'm going yes. to cast cure wounds oh, yes, on you so that you don't uh, drop the baby. <laughs> drop the baby on the way up the ladder. Seems like a good idea. You get eight hit points back. Thank you. Great, that, you know, in, you know, hit points are nothing, they mean nothing, but that brings me back up to, I feel okay, and my vision's, is, you know, doing a little better. I Less feel nice. brain bleeding than before. Tingly. Mm-hmm. Th- thank you. I owe you one. What, what's your name? I say as I'm, like, strapping the baby to my other side, because I have a stick boy on my back and baby on my front. I've got my two children now. Nine minutes remain. Please evacuate. You can call me Ori. Ori. I'll tell you the rest of my name later, but we gotta go. Great, that's a lot like my name. Let's get out of here. Yep. So Ori is going to walk over to Evie and say, Sister Everett, can you can you stand? Oh, she's unconscious. She's out cold, man. I can take care of this. And I uh, grab Evie and carry her like over my shoulder. I got a little sack of true old potatoes. All right, all. We need to get out of here right now. Everyone follow me. Back up the ladder. Come on. This person seems very assertive. Let's go, Torrin. I love it. Personally, this is great. Taking orders from strangers has done wonders for my life. Yep. Yeah. Maybe maybe that he'll give you some really cool powers. Enough chatting. Let's go. And I'm <laughs> no, already up starting up the ladder. <laughs> You're like halfway up yeah. the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you two? Eight minutes remain. Please evacuate. Come on, Pickles. Let's go. And we all go. All right. I, I go up last. You come up into the empty city square, and there stands Daisy Truehold with the elven assassin under her arm. The elf seems small in the fighter's grasp and is clearly unconscious. The core hangs from her belt. Daisy looks up to see you emerge and raises a hand in greeting. Her mouth opens to say something, but then you all hear a sound that is perhaps hard to comprehend. But as a massive form rises over the city wall, it is apparent what the sound is. It is the beating of the wings of a great, terrible red dragon. Before you can move to do a thing, it swoops down, grasps Daisy and the elven woman in its incomprehensible maw, and then turns deftly, flying off into the cold pre-winter night. The ground rumbles under your feet and you flee, abandoning the city just as it crumbles with a mighty rumbling crash into the earth below. You stand on the edge of the precipice and look down at your home, now in ruins.